Hi guys and welcome back to the Step Into Greatness podcast. I'm your host Daniel James and welcome back. And welcome to episode number 20. So I have been away recording our eight-week mindfulness course. We are aiming for the course, the online course to be released the beginning of of next year we're in for January release so do stay tuned for further updates via social media and when we officially launch the course I'll be announcing it on the podcast I will let you know when we confirm the final date but we will be back fully flowing now with the podcast so this episode is all about unpacking the terminology with mindfulness and meditation So just having a deep dive into some of the reoccurring terminology when you're doing your mindfulness and meditation practice, how we look at that terminology and how you can use it in your day-to-day life. So the first set of terms we'll start with is the three cornerstones, which is concentration, clarity, and resilience. So starting with concentration, real simple is your ability to remain focused in the here and now. Every time your mind wanders, we gently bring it back to the present moment and do this on a consistent basis. So, as I've always mentioned in previous podcasts, thoughts, feelings, and emotions are supports for concentration. And they're supports for every term we're going to go through in this podcast. But concentration is pretty straightforward. It's your ability to remain focused in on the here and now. And when our mind wanders, when we get lost in thinking or feeling, we gently use a technique that we're working with and we bring ourselves back to the present moment. The heart of mindfulness is always coming back to the present moment. It's that feeling of deep wellness and satisfaction in this present moment. And if we can develop a strong foundation of concentration, the ability to remain focused in the here and now, we actually start to find a strong sense of wellness and the activities and the roles we have in life become a bonus. They almost become the add-ons to this. But firstly, we need to be able to differentiate being lost in thought. We need to differentiate being lost in feelings and emotions and be able to come back to the point of focus, be able to come back to the point of awareness. And the one way to do this is by developing our own concentration skills. Once we can do that effectively, we can just be more clear and concise when we're in the here and now. Yes, our mind will wander, it's natural, but the ability to bring it back in the early stages to a point of focus like the breath or the body is a fantastic skill to master and to learn. The next term is clarity. And clarity is our ability to clearly see whatever arises in the here and now. The more clearly we can see our thoughts and feelings, the easier it is to gain insight into what arises. A real simple example would be when we lose ourselves in negative patterns of thinking. The more we begin to see it clearly, not only do we develop the skills to let it go, but we begin to attach to it less. So negative thinking can be seen, can be accepted and can be let go of. Clarity allows us to really see the thought or the feeling with more definition. We can use an example of bringing up the definition on your camera, on the lens, the clearer the lens comes, 
more clearly we can see. And this is same for the mind. And clarity has two aspects. We have the inner and the outer. Inside, we get clearer on our thoughts, feelings, and perceptions. And externally, our clarity sharpens with our sight, our hearing, our feeling on the outside. So being able to be more clear in each sensory moment. So clarity has them t two things going on, but it's the, the heart of clarity is to really not be lost in confusion, to actually be able to see it for what it is, see the story play in the mind, and then come back to a point of focus. And then we move on to the third cornerstone, which is resilience. And in some other mindfulness teachings, they call it equanimity. So this is the ability to accept be, and to be open to whatever arises in both the body and the mind. Rather than resisting what arises, we can open up to the perceived thoughts and feelings, getting further insight into them. The key word here you'll keep hearing is insight, which I will go through in our next definition. Resilience can sound quite simple, just to be able to be open, accept, see a thought or feeling, allow it to come in and let it go without any resistance. Sounds sounds quite easy in principle, but it's actually quite difficult. Uh, we might find we're struggling with difficulty in both the mind and the body at times. Maybe that's a strong sense of anxiety, a strong sense of fear, um, restlessness, whatever it may be. And it does take a little bit of time just to be able to train the mind to sit with whatever arises in both the mind and the body. And this is the whole heart of learning meditation at the beginning. Right at the beginning, you're trying to just be able to get comfortable to sit for five minutes, maybe even 10 minutes, a short period of time where you can remain focused in on your breath, harnessing your concentration skills, trying to sharpen that clarity in your thought with your thoughts, feelings, and perceptions, but then also having that sense of resilience in the background of being able to sit with whatever emotions, thoughts, and feelings arise, you can sit with them comfortably. And that is a training, and that is a skill. And we use specific noting techniques or specific exercises to help you sit with difficulty in both the body and the mind. Now, if we can unpack that and gain the insights needed from then on, we actually find new ways of perceiving thoughts, feelings, and perceptions. So insight, which leads us really nicely onto insight, which insight's all about that light bulb moment. So when we use the term insight in meditation and mindfulness, it really is that light bulb moment. The clearest example that you can put with mindfulness and meditation is when you realize you're not your thoughts. You're not every thought that passes through your awareness. You know, you, you, see your, you see your mind wanders, you bring it back to the present moment, but then you maybe have a light bulb moment where you feel like you are not the thought that arises in your awareness. And this can be a profound insight. It can be a very liberating, freeing part of the journey to be able to actually see a thought and not be completely wrapped up by it is a powerful skill to have. That means that if we can then harness them skills, we can bring that into your day-to-day -day life and you can actually find moments when you're lost in thought, you pull back and then you also have this insight into, wow, I'm not even, I'm not even thinking here. These thoughts are just arising out of nowhere. That could be a real simple insight. Another one could be the same with emotions. You tell yourself you're an angry person 
but then you sit and you begin to work on your mind with meditation and you begin to find that anger comes and goes. One of the biggest insights you'll get with meditation mindfulness is that your thoughts, feelings and perceptions are constantly changing. And that is a huge game changer because that means then you're less likely, it's not guaranteed that you're not gonna ever, never going to react. You will do, you still have your moments. But you will have more of a chance to respond effectively. Remember, for between stimulus and response, there's a gap. And in that gap is your opportunity to respond effectively the way you'd like to. That's the heart of this. And being able to see the insights that can happen over time really allow you to find a greater sense of ease and well-being in the mind and the body. This takes training, but it, but with time, you begin to see this more clearly. And that's why it's so important that we have the three working together. Clarity, concentration, and resilience. That's why the three cornerstones are so effective in with mindfulness and meditation. So insight is that magic little moment, the light bulb moment. We normally find that when we maybe find a, a moment of creativity, a moment of, or you, or you find that answer to the question, what is that, what's that? What is that city or what is that place I'm looking for? And it just comes. That's the same with meditation and mindfulness. So insight is a light bulb moment of you finding further info on how you how how your sensory clarity, your sensory resilience, and your sensory concentration really works. What is it like to see a thought? What is it like to feel a feeling? You, you become more aware and more skilled to see the exact nature of thoughts, feelings, and perceptions. And that becomes more clear with training. And the next one is acceptance. So acceptance can be a tricky one for many people because we find that if we just accept everything, we're, we're simply going to be a dharma. And that's not the case with mindfulness and meditation. Understanding the role of acceptance is a key part of mindfulness. It's not about being a dharma. It's about coming into meditation with an open mindset, with a willingness to allow thoughts and feelings to come and go. So one of the biggest insights you will find is the majority of difficulty that, that happens in the mind and in the body is because we resist what what arises in both the mind and the body. So let's say we feel ang anxiety arise in the body. We actually become anxious about being anxious. So we kind of resist it because we don't want to feel it. And at first, we gently do this. So we, we start to slowly turn towards the difficulty that we're feeling in the body and the mind. Once we grow in resilience, we actually train ourselves to be able to face the difficulty that we might be feeling in both the body and the mind. I like to say if you're dealing with any heavy trauma, we don't do this straight away. We do very short sits, we take it easy, and we slowly build um, into what you might be struggling with in your in your life at that moment. But the, the real key to this is to be able to be open to to see to be open and to accept whatever arises in both the body and in the mind if we can do that the amazing thing the the profound thing that can happen is the anxiety or the fear moves on it passes it's impermanent it will change it moves it moves on. It's it. It's a real profound insight when you realize this and you experience this. 
This is what I love about meditation mindfulness. It's all about the experience. It's you experiencing this change of feeling in the body and this feeling in the mind or thoughts that are happening in the mind. You might see a thought that you're struggling with. You use a noting technique, but you accept it's there because it's already there. That's the heart of mindfulness. It's already there, so why resist it? It's arisen. We accept it. We acknowledge it, and we let it go. And if we can do this, and we and this becomes automatic, it becomes part of your awareness and part of you proactively using acceptance, you'll have moments where you will feel anxious and it will simply pass. And there will be other times, maybe it stays around for a little bit. But being able to actually just accept it means then we can work with it more effectively. The more we resist it, the more we tend to make anxiety worse or whatever we're struggling with. So the, the real heart of this is to be able to open up to and to accept what whatever feelings and thoughts are happening. Once we can do that, we can work with them more effectively. Acceptance plays a powerful role with meditation and mindfulness. It's not to be overlooked. And if we can accept it, then we can move forward and act in a way we'd like to so we can manage it more effectively in the long term. This is all about the long game but it's all about the present moment as well. So it's really coming back to the present and dealing with whatever we're finding difficult. But we firstly have to accept it's there because it's already there. Once we do that, we can then really unpack what it is that we're struggling with and how we can see it more clearly from a new perspective, a more mindful perspective. Non-judgmental awareness. This is a key term in meditation mindfulness. So... At first, we tend to judge all our thoughts as they arise. The key part of this in the early stages is trying to just allow thoughts to come and go with acceptance, but then not judging yourself if you're lost in thought or not judging the thought. You see a thought that you don't particularly like or you see a thought that um, you want to chase. You don't have to judge it and you don't have to judge yourself for being lost in thought or following that thought. The minute you catch yourself, that is the magic. That is the heart of mindfulness. That's the bicep curl for the mind. That's the win with mindfulness and meditation. That will always be the case right the way throughout your mindfulness and meditation journey. The minute you notice a thought, that is the win. And that becomes extremely clear when you practice and you train and look after the health and wellness of your mind using mindfulness. So try not judge yourself if you get lost in thought and try not judge the thoughts and feelings that arise. Again, if we can accept them and not judge them, we can work with them more effectively. Last few terms here now. So now I'm going to unpack a few key terms that I think are important in terms of the positive aspects of mind that naturally begin to occur with training. So joy. Rather than trying to create joy with mindfulness and meditation, we're actually trying to uncover it. The absolute beautiful thing about mindfulness is about uncovering these terms in, in in our practice. So joy, as I've mentioned before, the quote that I I always use for meditation mindfulness that, I, that I've stolen from um, teachers in the past is joy is an inherent quality of the mind. And like I've always mentioned in my story, I didn't feel like that at all. I thought, I used to think, no way, you have not seen my mind, my friend. 
But with time and training, I actually really found that, that joy is an inherent quality of the mind. It's sitting there waiting for us. So when we do our meditation and mindfulness, we're not trying to create joy. We're actually trying to unpack it and see it from an experiential point of view. And this comes with time and training. If we can be more resilient, if we can accept what arises in the mind, if we can increase our concentration, we slowly begin to unpack a more calming mind, a more clear mind, and that sense of joy in the present moment. It will always be in the present moment. So rather than trying to create it, we actually unpack it. We, we allow it to naturally come into our mindfulness and meditation. This is the same with calm. So we're not trying to create calm. Calm naturally settles in. Sometimes we can almost have too much calm and we fall asleep when we're doing our meditation. But we're actually trying to just allow calm to naturally come in to the meditation. It will come with time. So it's up a little bit of patience, but it will naturally begin to uncover itself. Beginner's mind. So this is a big term that I like to use when you first start out. Is really trying to turn up with a beginner's mind. And this is really easy when you first practice meditation mindfulness. The trick after that is to then have a beginner's mind when you've been training for a while. And if we can come to our meditation each day or come to our mindfulness each day, our moment-to-moment experience with a fresh perspective, it can really radically change how you perceive your thoughts, feelings, and perceptions. Because some days you're going to have real blissful moments with your meditation mindfulness. And then some days you're going to find it very difficult. Some, day, some days the sun's shining. Some days it's absolutely raining. That's perfectly natural and normal. But if we can turn up with a beginner's mind, there really is a freshness to your meditation. You don't hold on to yesterday's sit or you don't hold on to yesterday's mindfulness. You don't look forward to tomorrow's sit or tomorrow's mindfulness. You actually focus in on the here and now, on how your meditation is right in this moment. So try and turn up with a beginner's mind. It can really impact your whole meditation experience. And compassion. I'd like to finish with compassion. Compassion is a huge part of meditation and mindfulness. Tied with also loving kindness. So I'll bring these two. They're slightly different, but let's... We'll finish this episode with these two terms. So compassion for me is is really understanding that other humans are struggling. Other humans are going through difficulty. Other humans are suffering. And if we can witness that in ourselves, we actually develop more compassion for other humans. And if you've been through difficulty in life, you naturally can have, not always, but you can naturally develop compassion because you've been through difficulty in your own life. And this is not feeling sorry for, so there's a clear distinction here. We're not feeling sorry for the people. We're actually understanding their own pain. And that's what the heart of compassion is about. It's about understanding that every human being has their difficulty. Every human being has their challenges. And how we relate to others and how if we can enhance our compassion skills, we actually have a better chance to be present with that person, to not judge the person, to actually understand their pain and their suffering, which gives us more space to be there for that person. And this is an integral part of mindfulness meditation, to have compassion 
at the root of what we do. The other term that I absolutely love is loving kindness. It's wishing for others to be happy. So within their own challenges and their own difficulty, can we then wish for them to be happy, to completely have the life they wish they had, to really live a fulfilled life, a happy life, a joyful life. And there's skills and tools we use in meditation where we actually wish for others to be happy. So rather than sometimes maybe defaulting to judgment, we actually flip it on its head and wish for others to be happy. You might be amazed how happy you actually feel when you wish for others to be happy. It can be a profound skill. You feel inherently happy yourself once you, I like to say, fall into the pocket of doing this exercise, which is you've can develop this this skill really effectively when i first started this i found it very difficult and i didn't i thought it was a bit too uh, a bit too airy fairy a bit too soppy but with time i developed the skills and that you can have some really profound effects on your own mind and body when you wish for others to be happy when you wish for them to have the life and the fulfillment they inherently deserve so there were some of the key terms of meditation and mindfulness. Just to recap, we had concentration, clarity, resilience, insight, them light bulb moments, acceptance, non-judgmental awareness, joy, calm, inherent qualities of the mind, beginner's mind, compassion, and loving kindness. They're key terms that will come up a lot if wherever you're studying with mindfulness and meditation. And they can be all applied along the journey. Some you may apply more strongly than others, depending on how your journey is going. But the key part is to unpack them, to understand them, and then to use them, to actually apply these terms within your mindfulness and meditation. So thank you so much for checking out this episode, guys. I will keep you posted on the online eight-week mindfulness course. It's coming together really nice. And I look forward to you seeing you for episode number 21 stay mindful be meditative see you soon is what you make of their dreams inside this moment